Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny I'm... Welcome back to the view from the ninny and Cardiff City beat Bristol Bristol sacked Lee Johnson and now we go over to our Lee Johnson correspondent Ben Price for 10 reasons why Lee Johnson is a bellend <clears throat> Thank you Ben He wears Crocs with socks while in public Posts stolen inspirational quotes on LinkedIn. Calls his car the Audi. Went to the pub and asked for a corona but no virus. And expected everyone to laugh. Whilst in the pub says Boris just says what we're all thinking. He's nicknamed at least one friend Shagger. Has never thrown a kettle over the pub. Uses the phrase as appearance in situations that has no relevance to. Holds money out of the bar and shouts I've been here for half an hour love despite clearly just arriving. And bought scuba gear to rescue that statue that got thrown in the river in Bristol. And that is why Lee Johnson is a bellend. Succinct, calm, collected. That's why we, we have you on the podcast, Ben Price. Um, so you're happy about Lee I Johnson? Talk. Yeah, oh, it's mate, pure sense. I, that, I actually found it like properly belly laughed when my missus told me. <laughs> we I didn't expect that. it. I didn't expect it that soon. I thought this would, would have been the game where he goes. I thought, mm-hmm. right, this is it now. That's the final straw because the fans had turned massive, even before kickoff. Mm-hmm. We all saw like the carnage that was coming from those fans. Yeah, it was, and it was I did not, I did not expect it to be, what, 20, 30 minutes after the game? Yeah, it was very quick. So it, it felt like the, it, it literally was the, camel, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Which is even more impressive because the owner's not allowed into the club during the game. He's not allowed in the stadium. So, like, the game finished, and he's obviously... I think he got called into a Zoom meeting and got sacked over Zoom as well. I was going to say, was it it. it over Zoom or FaceTime or something like that? You'd have that awkward kind of five-minute chat at the start. Can you you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. How's lockdown treating you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Don't don't worry, worry, Lee, you don't need to put the camera on. Yeah. (laughs) Don't need to see see your polo shirt. Tom, were you you happy with the, the sacking of Lee Johnson? I couldn't be happier. Uh, well, we kind of predicted it. 
We said yeah. this could be the game he goes. But oh, I don't get with clubs, Kate. You're playing your local rival. Just wait the game. You're just giving ammunition to your local rival just to have a go, have a laugh, take the piss. Like, I'm loving this. Why, why just wait the game so I wouldn't be loving it as much? Just, it seems bizarre, yeah, it's, really. It's, it just happens people a stick, doesn't it, to beat them with, really? Um, and I think, you know, we, we talked about it in the WhatsApp chat yesterday when we were planning this. We saw the, uh, the Bristol City supporters page uh, Twitter thread. And there are some choice comments in there about him. Um, you know, Num got to go, got, must say, losing interest quickly. Complete horseshit. Um, Forever in our shadows is from a Cardiff fan. Um, <laughs> absolutely embarrassing. No quality. Slow and lethargic. We obviously look unfit and they clearly don't want to play for that manager. Um, and I think, you know, he, he's kind of made a, a rod for his own back, really, hasn't he? Because he talked about being a Premier League club in waiting... Uh, Premier League club in training. Premier League club in training. Sorry, um, uh, and now they're, they 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 could be a, a league league one club in training. Ben, I think so what filled him with the most pride was just how quickly Cardiff fans jumped on Twitter just to rip the piss. Mm-hmm. I saw more tweets talking about us hammering Lee Johnson, him just being ripped on for being sacked, than I think actually talking about the game and the results. Yeah. And it was quite nice to see the players getting involved as well, wasn't it, Tom? We saw Lee Tomlin tweeting some stuff, and I think there were some, some nice images of Aidan Flint coming out of the, the game of him celebrating. It shows that they, they kind of get it, don't they? Oh, definitely. They, they're just playing up to it. Like, you, you see with some players, like, they don't, they're a little bit careful around their former clubs, and they, they don't want to rub them up the wrong way, but there's no holding back from them. It's great. Like, they're celebrating the goal more probably than anyone else on the field it's great to see the face yeah. of Tomlin in that picture oh it's so oh, funny fantastic it? smile. I think that'll have to be the podcast image for this one because um, it's just a beautiful <laughs> wide smile really um, I mean uh, we, we could talk we could probably go into the to the game now I think it was it was it was a typical derby wasn't it in the sense that it was very tight um, both teams had their chances um, I think you know we saw Smithies making some really good saves I think we were we were the better team with the ball overall but um, did you did you think we would get that goal Ben or do you think it was heading towards a nil-nil draw I think it was coming um, we were just crying out for the striker a striker on the pitch I really think if we had played with um, a proper striker and this isn't a knock on Patterson like I said really like what Patterson's doing at the moment Sounds he worked like really man. hard but if with a strike on the pitch, they just make a bit smarter runs. They sort of, Patterson seems to run where everyone is, not into space and finding the space for the ball to come to. And I think someone like Glatzel or Ward on the pitch for a bit longer, I think there would have been a few more goals. Tom, you look like you were going to say something then. Yeah, I, I disagree slightly. I thought Patterson, especially first half, made some really good runs on the edge of the box. And we, we had a couple of good passes to like pick him out as well. I think, I think he's improving game on game. And like, I think it works just having him on for that first half just to be a battering ram. They, arguably, they should have had a red card. He'd obviously warmed them up. He took an elbow, didn't he, like in the second half? Yeah, he, could, he took a forearm smash oh, from their striker, the agent. Yeah, do you mean? He's Corey Smith should have been sent off as well. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. A so, it was a soft first yellow um, for him. I'll say that. But he should have had a second one. There's no doubt about that. He, should have, he shouldn't have been on that pitch. The referee bottled it, to be honest. But I thought Patterson had a good game, to be honest. And like... It's the way we're just getting the subs involved. We just batter them, batter them, and then go for the goal. I didn't think it was coming, to be honest, the goal. I thought we'd left it a little bit late, but... Let's, let's, the... 
let's pick up that conversation thread though, because I think there's there is there is a conversation to be had around Ward Patterson. And I think I think Ward would have started yesterday if he hadn't been injured in midweek. I think Harris alludes to the point that he had a, a strain or something um, in midweek. But I think whichever way you look at it, as a tandem, it works, right? Because I think um, you know then you're right in a sense that Patterson runs hard, he gets stuck in, he winds them up. And, 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 and Tom, you're right in a sense that he, he winds people up to the point that they lose their heads. And I think do, you think, do you think Ward would be effective, as effective from the start, or do you think he looks even more effective because Patterson has, has ground them down to a point that where someone like Ward who comes on and is direct with his running just, just finds those, that space a little bit more? Let's go to you first, Ben. I think Danny Ward's best role is off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... They were talking about the of the he scored six or seven goals this season. Yeah, I think all but one have come from off the bench. Um, yeah. He's just a great, great option off the bench. I don't think he's quite good enough to play a full ninety minutes of Championship football. And if, and if we're looking for promotion playoffs, he's probably not at that level. But off the bench for the last 20, 30 minutes, he's a fantastic option for us because he's just got that little bit. He's got that little bit of quality every now and again when a defense think- is tired to go out and sort of score the goal look, that you need I looked into it earlier this season I think there was a run of games where he started and he he didn't score he didn't really have an impact on the game but I think you know I you know with, with everything that's happened this season in with Danny Ward and, and Jordan Sinner I, I think it's it's hard to blame him completely for for those performances but it just I think you're right in the sense that when he comes off the bench he he just he looks better doesn't he Tom and I think he especially late in the game, like, you know, when, when Patson's had his 60 minutes and he's, what you know, ground them down because there's no doubt about it, Patson works his bollocks off and he, he keeps defenders on their toes. Ward just finds that space, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. And the space was coming yesterday because Bristol were starting to throw bodies forward because they knew they needed a win and it was the ideal time for Ward to come on, really. Yeah, like, that last 10 minutes, the game went really opened up, didn't it? Yeah, because they, they knew it was like last chance saloon. You love seeing the keeper being thrown up in a league game. Yeah. So <laughs> desperate, so desperate. Yeah, and I think I, I, I do think there's space for them both in the team. And I think I think Ward deserves a start now. I think whichever way you look at it, Patson's Patson's been doing a great job up there. You know, he he works hard and everything else. But I think the next game, you know, we've got Tuesday to come. If Ward's fit enough, he should start, right, Ben? I don't know. See, for me, um, no? I really don't. I really I love Danny Ward. I think he does a great job for us, but it's only off the bench. Um, it's just he's he's so much more effective off the bench. So do you think do you think if Glatzel's fit, he'll come in for Patson? I don't know. Um, I think Blackburn are a completely different beast, mm-hmm. and it's um, they're not an easy side to break down. So Patson might be the perfect man for that game. To be honest, Tom, do you agree? I think I'd start Glatzel if he's fit. I think I think he deserves a run out. I mean, he got a couple of goals. He, he was looking before, before getting concussed. He was looking pretty sharp, to be honest. So I think if he if he's fully fit, I'd start Glatzel on Tuesday night, and I'll start Ward. So that's a vote for everyone. Great. There we go. Very <laughs> fair. Very fair opinions here at View from the Minion. Um, I guess another player who came out of yesterday's game with a lot of credit was um, Leo Bakuna. Um, and I think it, it, it's fair to say really that he's having a, a stormer since the restart, isn't he, Ben? He's been fantastic. Um, just. I think someone on Twitter said he's turned into the championship Conte, which yeah. I loved. He's just an absolute workhorse. He's been fantastic. It, there's the odd chance. I, I think there was a couple of times where you could hear a couple of players getting frustrated with the passes forward. But mm. obviously, if he could nail that every time, he wouldn't be playing the championship, would he? Yeah. But um, 
I can't fault him. I actually can't fault him. For him to come on from where he did, we, let's face it, 99% of the City fans thought, myself included, after that Reading game, his time at the club's going to be short and it's not going to be eventful. Yeah. And he's turned around in such a fantastic way. He's been outstanding. And, and Tom, would you say that the, the three midfielders we have there now, Rolls, Vox, Bakuna, that's our, that's our first choice for uh, middle three now? Yeah, 100%. And with Bakuna, did you see like um, a minute before the goal? His tracking yeah. back to win the ball is instrumental to why we went on to get a goal. And yeah, that Volks is probably one of his poorer games since the um, since the lock, uh, lockdown restrictions are eased. And that's testament to him that that's the standard he's set now. And that and yeah, they they're settled now that midfield three. I wouldn't go messing around with it too much. And I was completely wrong about bringing Pack back into the team and keeping him there. <laughs> and I'll admit, pack that, him off like, to the bench. Yeah. But um, no, they, they've been unbelievable since the restart. We actually had um, a UNAD James on Twitter. It's one of the Twitter questions I was going to go through later, but it, it kind of strikes a chord now. He's, he asked, could Bakuna take a claim for player of the season? With Rolls getting applauded rightfully and Tomlin pro- providing the threat, would it be fair to say that Bakuna is the engine of the midfield, uh, midfield and arguably the most consistent player throughout the season? I, d- I, I don't think player of the season is, is, is right for him. I think he, he, he had, a, at the first start of the season, he was very inconsistent. And I think there were a few games where he looked brilliant, a few games where he looked terrible. But I think this year, and especially since the restart, he has moulded himself into probably our most important midfield player. Would you agree, Ben? Yeah, so you what you're saying is you want him to get most improved. Most improved player, and only in the second half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tom, to your point, you and James also said that um, considering this is Volks' probably worst game since the restart, does, does that show how he has set the standard for himself since Harris has played him? And I think you're right. I think Volks is... Fox is all action. He gets the ball down. He does the, the dirty stuff very well, but also gets in and around the box and, and backs up the midfielder. And I think, yeah, he was poor yesterday, but he was still still pretty influential on the game. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say he was poor yesterday. He was poorer than his other performances, I'd say. And like, and it just shows how... like he, he wasn't getting a look in earlier in the season, and now he's one of the first names on the team sheet. And yeah. he's been brilliant for us. And, He's a character as well. He, I like him. He, he adds something different to the team that we didn't have before. And yeah. there's that little like, needle with him. And oh, yeah, he, well, if, if we get that playoff spot, he, he's been a massive part of why we got it. Yeah. I, I guess um, a, a, a one thing to highlight again yesterday was just how good the defence was. I think, you know, we've, we've probably talked about it every week, but Ben, it was, it was another stellar performance from the back five again, wasn't it? Yeah, ridiculously good. Um, Smithy's some unreal saves. And then the leadership from the two centre-backs was just fantastic. Um, yeah. It's alternating between Morrison and Nelson, who's having like an absolute blinder because both of them are on such good form at the moment. Um, I thought Morrison was outstanding yesterday. Just the way he's, he led that team. Just, he's t- he's c- he, the year in the Premier League has sort of spurred him on again. It's improved him massively and his leadership skills. While he's still got that character and still a bit of a lad, like, just, I it's can't just get over just how much he's matured. I was going to say, I was, I was about to say, he's matured again this season, hasn't he? I think last season at the start yeah. of the Premier League, he was a bit naive. And I think by the end of the season, we saw, we saw how good he could be. And I think this season, especially, again, the second half of the season, he's been, he's been an absolute rock. And I think he's, you know, he wears the captain of the armband. And I think he's proving himself to be the, the captain we, he's grown into, really. Um, and I guess the, the, the other question, I think, ahead of Blackburn then, um, especially after yesterday's games, obviously, Tomlin came off the bench, Tom. Um, you know, 
usual Tomlin performance. He he was busy. He got he got, you know got the ball a little bit, got it down. But his assist again for Ward just shows how how lethal he should be. And I guess it's the question is now: should should he get a start on Tuesday? We'll probably make some changes again because we're you know a couple you know we'll have three games ahead of Friday. We'll have had Saturday, Tuesday, Friday. Do you think he gets a start on on Tuesday? Or do you think we save him for Friday? I think we save him for Friday. To be honest, um, I think. Well, he joked in the after after the goal about substituting him back off, and <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I still don't think he's got ninety minutes in him, um, and I think I'd rather see him come onto the pitch when the game's opening up rather than starting mm-hmm. from the beginning. So I think I'd it's working at the moment the way we're doing it. So I, I'd keep him on the bench and bring him on later in the game. To be honest. Probably too much TikTok dancing from from Lee Tomlin, so um, maybe maybe you should uh, lay off the TikTok for a while. Um, and I guess then, then looking ahead to, to Blackburn, obviously we're and, and just taking stock of things once again. Four games into the restart now, we've we've only conceded one goal, unbeaten in all four games, um, and again, arguably without some of our best players, Tomlin, Murphy, Ward haven't featured you know that often. Um, the, the question now is, with five games left to go, Ben, how many more wins do you think are needed for us? We've got obviously a tougher run to come. Maybe look ahead to that later, but how many, how many, how many out of those five do you think we need to win to, to secure the playoff spot? Uh, probably three. Um, mm-hmm. It's because you're also again, like we've said, constantly taking points off teams around us. It's just slowly, slowly getting that group. Like the last two games has shrunk from six teams to uh, what realistically with the Jacks result today four. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to keep going from there. It will start thinning again. I think three wins, and if you can get two draws as well, it's a fantastic end of the season. We're going into the playoffs in some unreal form. Yeah. And, yeah, it's enough then to seal it. I do. I actually think four wins might be enough to get us to, get us to fifth. I don't. I think Fulham are going to struggle. You think Fulham are going to struggle? Tom, do you agree with that assessment? I think, I think Fulham's... Um, they're underachieving Fulham. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, to be honest with you, I think Parker's useless. Um, I, I just... I don't think he's got... He just doesn't play the right tactics for them, and they they're massively underperforming with the the players they got. Like in, individually, they've got a better team than Leeds, arguably. Yeah. With the, but they just can't put it together. And I think I'd rather play Fulham in the playoffs if we got there um, than Brentford or West Brom, doing that, yeah. or or like Nottingham Forest or so. But yeah, I, I just I, I can see Fulham dropping off, and they got away with it again with a late goal. Yeah, it was it ninety fifth minute? Yeah, they're struggling to break teams down. So I and I'm not being funny. We're, we're hard to beat. So I'd fancy us against them. And the we've got, I look at, no, you sorry, go I look at like Fulham's stats and what they're doing. Um, they they knock the ball about. I think just looking now, they had set seventy almost seventy eight percent possession against Birmingham. Made six hundred ninety five passes, but only two hundred thirty of them were in the like the attacking third. It's just playing yeah. across the back doing nothing I, with it. There's no. I was going to say. There was there was a game earlier in the season where they almost reached a thousand passes. I think it was a very early game against Millwall. They had something like nine hundred and ninety-four passes. And around a third of those were between the left back and the centre back. And it was just obviously they were just knocking it back and forth across the back line when there's no pressure. And I think it's all well and good. Like I think, you know, I would I would admit to seeing I'd like to see Cardiff pass the ball around a bit more, but if you're not doing anything with it, then then what's the point? Yeah, I think there's no doubt as well, Cardiff are passing the ball about a hell of a lot more than we were. We are. I- That's true. The uh, I think we we outpassed Bristol um, for the first half yesterday, um, but it's just it, again it's doing something with it. I think you said mm-hmm. that stat about Fulham. I think wasn't it at the start of the season if um, the centre backs had carried on, they'd have made more passes 
that season than Barcelona would have made when they won the treble. Yeah, between the something two like that. Backs. It was like something stupid like that. And it's just, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't rate Parker as a manager. So, we, we, you know, looking at our next three fixtures, obviously Blackburn Tuesday, we've got Fulham, then Friday, and then Derby in, in the following week. I think, you know, that's... We, we keep looking ahead to saying it's our next three biggest games, but I think you know we if we if we beat Derby that that arguably puts them out the picture, right? They're they're four points behind us now, three points behind us, uh, three points behind us, and if, if if we beat them with with three three games to go, then surely that that ends their hopes, right, boys? I think so. Um, I think now it's it's a straight shootout, isn't it, between all the clubs? Mm-hmm. I think if you lose a game, you're gone. Um, realistically, Cardiff come out those three games unbeaten. I'd say that would be good to seal it, especially with the two favourable games we've got coming up after that. Charlton and Middlesbrough might, they might either be fighting for relegation or have nothing left to play for either way. So, um, yeah, I just think come out those three games unbeaten and we're the favourites massively. It's gonna, we're going to take some stopping. Nice. Well, confident. Tom, you confident? I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's promising, but it's still not a massive gap and like we've got to play Derby and they're looking pretty good. Then they were lucky to get anything from that forest game, to be honest, but they, very lucky, but you know, they're going to be a difficult side to beat. And you say like, how many wins do we need? It depends who the wins come against. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, if we avoid defeat, I think against Derby, I'm the massive favorite. I, um, full game. I think, I think that's a good draw there as well, to be honest. As well, um, three draws in the next three games. Then, yeah, let's go for it. No, I think I think we'll I think we'll win on Tuesday night, um, and then avo- and then just avoid defeat against Derby. I think is key. So you think, yeah, avoiding defeat against Derby is probably the the key to the next yeah, three games, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. All right, we we had a few tweets after the game yesterday, and I think we'll we'll run through those now. And I think the first one's from um, Alex Strange. He, he says, with Nelson and Morrison being outstanding again, and now clearly first choice centre back partnership, what do you think will happen with Flint apart from celebrating wildly with Danny Ward? I can't see him being happy to warm the bench all next season. Do we try and keep him or sell him and bring someone else in? Who? And Ben, I think. The point about trying to sell him, right, is that we paid a lot of money for him. He's obviously not going to be on low wages. In this climate, who, who's going to take someone who we'd probably want three or four million quid for who is clearly on, on the decline? I don't think anyone will take him, realistically. Mm. Um, he's proved at Borough he wasn't quite good enough. He's proved at Cardiff he's not quite good enough. He's not the player he was at Bristol. Um, it was a bad transfer all around. He's on a big wage. Um, Warnock brought him in expecting him to be the replacement to Bamba long term and it's just not been like that I'd, I, I think it'd be the right move to try and get rid of him whether it's on loan or even offer him up as a free to be honest because the wages are massive it's, it's just stopping another player coming in that we can actually do something with but yeah. I just don't think anyone's going to take him and Tom do, you, Tom do you think he's any good off the bench would you keep him just to be that option or do you think do you agree with Ben just get rid um, I think we're not. We haven't got that much depth really now in the centre back mm. area. So, you. I think we only get rid if we've got someone lined up to come in. Um, I wouldn't be too hasty in getting rid of him. He's still got a purpose there. He's a, he's a decent defender. You just you can't really play him alongside Morrison. It it just doesn't work. But I think he's a hand, handy asset to have on the bench. And if he's happy to stay on the bench, I'd happily keep him. To be honest, but I think next I guess- year we've got Bamba. At, we'll still be here 11 of the year 
And then you've also got Kieran Brown coming back in, who's been very good at Livingston. Who's who? I know we've played him more as a left back, but he is a centre back by trade. I think them the more likely to be the two on the bench over Flint. I think I gonna... by bringing by bringing Bambron yesterday proves that I don't think Harris sees him long term as part of the squad. Yeah, it's interesting. It doesn't look like he trusts him, right? And I think you know with 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 five six minutes to go, he'd rather bring on Bamber. And I guess the the point again is, and you know the the question was asked, who who else do we bring in? Do you do you see anyone coming in, or do you think Kieran Brown is that long term option in the in the back then? I think Kieran Brown's the option. Um, I've not. I saw a fair bit of him for the under twenty threes last year when he was there for the first half of the season. Um, saw him a bit last year as well, and he's a good player. He's one of the ones that I can see why the club are hyped about him. He's not mm-hmm. a left back. The, the experiment of trying to make him play left back to be covered there did not work. Um, he's not a left back, but I think he could be a really good sort of centre back. He's a good. He's a, similar to Nelson the way he likes playing with the ball. He's quick. He's agile. Um, Lovely yeah, ponytail. Oh, yeah, beautiful ponytail. Call it, we could call him swashbuckling because he's a bit like a pirate with that ponytail. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, moving on to the next one from uh, JD uh, Funky Boyt on Twitter. Tom, I'll, I'll ask you this one. Starting to think that we've been a hindrance all these years. Should we be playing all games behind closed doors? Yes. No, I, well, our fans we're quick to get on the backs of our players. So perhaps it is benefiting and playing with that freedom because a lot of these games, we haven't created much for 70 minutes and we've kind of, we've taken advantage late on. And you can imagine our crowd getting a little bit rattled by the fact we weren't creating in those games. You're right, yeah. We're, we're, we're like raving about it now, but that's not the, what they were doing from the start. So perhaps it is benefiting us, but obviously I don't want to play behind closed doors long term. I go insane, but... Yeah. But no, no, I think it's definitely benefited us over the last few games. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think <clears throat> we often see it, don't we, with with some of our fans who get frustrated when we we maybe knock it to the back or we go back to the goalie, and you know you kind of get that that groan that goes around the the stadium. And I think the way we are playing, Ben, I think Tom makes the valid point, right? That if we were doing that in front of fifteen, twenty thousand people, people would be starting to lose their shit somewhat. Yeah, there was a couple of times yesterday where. Um, from corners and set pieces the ball sort of got played back and got recycled mm-hmm. and players did the exact right thing but in my head I was just looking going if this was played the car that you said in front of Paul Craig you just hear that <sighs> from like <laughs> yeah. 16,000 people as the ball goes back and it was just I you just can see the players that does get on it I think players like like Murphy's a key example him coming in back to fitness now with no fans there um, I think would be a really good thing for him because I think the there's idea. no doubt that the fans get to it. The fans get to him. He's a yeah. talented player. And I jump down his throat. I do at the stadium because he cooks me at times. But it, he's he's one that really could thrive and sort of build his confidence back up to where he was at the start when he first came to the club. Tom can attest to me snapping at fans at Brentford away earlier this year when Murphy came on. He, he didn't have the best game, but I think he... Um, the ball hit him in the face and everyone blamed Murphy. <laughs> I was like, what do you want him to do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want him to do? It's hit him in the face. Like, he can't do anything else. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's the point, did it? I was like, no, it's not. Just let him. Let him. You just hit him in the fucking face. That was funny. Uh, that was funny. I did lose my rag somewhat. Yeah. I lost it. Um, uh, sorry to the fan who I lost it with. Uh, Tom, the, the final no, question comes. Nice. You're in the right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having my back. Tom laughed at me during the game. Too right. um, uh, the last question, Tom, is from Robert, Robert Corville on Twitter. And he says, if we should get promoted, 
and this is weird that we actually talk about this now, if we should get promoted, is there anyone we might fear of losing to a move from a bigger club? I mean, I think we, we've highlighted in recent weeks people like Rals, but is there anyone else now? You know, do you think people might be looking at Nelson, Morrison? Um, is there anyone else that you fear apart from Rals, really? Nelson could be one, because he was under the radar for so long. It was a classic kind of Warnock free transfer from Oxford. Oh, yeah. It, like, it, it's what he did best, really. Um, you say, like, you got, we got Flint wrong, but we got Nelson so right. This yeah. turned out to be an unbelievable transfer. But I think there'll be plenty of clubs looking at him. Maybe not quite yet. But I think there definitely be people keeping tabs on him. I, th- I think it's the same as like last time when we went up. I can't imagine there being many people coming raiding our squad. To be honest, we, we haven't got many like standout performers like consistently. We just kind of we're working well as a unit at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't imagine us getting raided by another club or anything. Ben, do you agree? Yeah, um, the only one that worries me is Nelson. Um, I think the way he's come on the last half of the season, he's been superb. And let's see, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple, couple of million pound offer for the club. The club would be tempted. And it's not much of a risk then for a team going up. Like you sort of look at some like Brighton who struggled at the back. They're looking for more ball carrying centre halves. Uh, you look at some like uh, is it Duffy is sort of yeah. on the fringes now under Potter. Um, it wouldn't be a bad. It wouldn't surprise me if someone like them's looking at him. Um, other than that, one of, one of the keepers, I think we said about that a lot, one of the keepers yeah. is going to get. But other than that, no, not really. Duffy, of course, put in one of the best individual performances for Blackburn against us a few years ago, didn't he, by scoring two own goals. Do not remember that? <laughs> yeah. the CCS. And he got sent off, yeah. Um, and then, it, then and then he left for then he left for Brighton. They still took a punt on him despite those own goals. That was anyway. his last game. I think that was his. It last was game. his last game. Yeah, and, and then he went to Brighton, who then got promoted. So he's been in the Premier League ever since then. Um, what a shit centre half. Anyway, um, Tom, time for your quiz. Right then. So this week, I'm going to concentrate on the mad keeper years of between 2007 and 2009. With this week's quiz, it's finders keepers. Um, so I've got a couple of questions I, I haven't gone mad on this one mainly because I forgot we were doing the podcast in, in such quick succession do you need pen and paper? Uh, uh, yeah please I think I'll make it easier why not? alright lovely stuff um, we'll, uh, I'll give the answers at the end of each question with this one just because some of them flow into each other but I wanted to start off both of you write them down in 2007-2008 season, we saw five keepers make an appearance for us. Can you name the five? I'll give you a point each for these. Was that the FA Cup, yeah? Um, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Oh, Christ, I'm going the wrong year. Um, I was thinking the last year at Ninian. Went for a few then as well. We did go through it. So I'm trying. I've got them all confused. Hmm. Yeah, four of them played in the league, and one of them played in the cup. The league. It might be in the league cup. I think. Very good radio. This. Well, I've got. I've got five <laughs> names. But, um... 
<laughs> to, all, to, all, to all those listening right now, you might hear some, some frantic scribbling from Ben and Ben. <laughs> What's... I've got five, but I think I, I'm confident in three of them. I've got yeah. three that I know for definite, and I've just remembered his name. I'm, oh. I'm I've got a couple confused between the last year and Ninian Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm worried about. Right. Should well, we start to go, we go through them? I'll stick with Yep. Yep. Right. Ben James, read out your five. I've got Enkelman. Okay. Turnbull. Yeah. Alexander. Schmeichel. Howard. Okay. Ben Price. I've got Jimmy Castlestopolos. Kasper Schmeichel, Enkelman, Turnbull, and Alexander. Right. The answers are Enkelman. Tick. Schmeichel. Tick. Turnbull. Tick. Champions League winning, Ross Turnbull. Oaks. 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 And Ford. Ford was still here then. Yeah, he made two cup appearances. It's the two, it's the two seasons, see? They kind of morph into one in that mad keeper. Yeah. I, I, knew, I knew it wasn't Dimmy, because I remember Dimmy was in goals when we lost 6-0 to Preston, I think he was. Or was that Taylor? So many keepers. It's hard to keep track. It's absolutely mental. Hard to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, then, second question. So Neil Alexander left in 2007. Uh-huh. Which club did he go to? Oh, I know that. I'm fairly confident. No, maybe not. <laughs> I'll just go with it. Ben Price was confident. So I we'll was confident. We we'll go to Ben Price first. You went to Ipswich, didn't you? Ben James, what did you put? I put Rangers, but I thought there was a club in between. Yeah, it was Ipswich. Yeah, because he, he went to Rangers when they dropped down into like the, the lower leagues. League when they got two, to... yeah. Yeah, he was their number one back then. Could this be Ben Price's week? Right, question number three. 2008-9 season saw four keepers make an appearance for us. But what was the name of the Polish keeper who could only make our bench? What? We had a Polish keeper? Yeah, we did. I can only think of three that year. Well, we had, we had Dimmy, Taylor... Ford again? <laughs> was he still no. there then? <laughs> Heaton. Right. Have either of you got a guess here? I haven't got a guess, mate. No idea. I'm going to kick myself because I do remember us having like a... Okay, do you want the answer? Yeah. It was Erwin Sack. Erwin Sack! <laughs> I thought for some reason he was American, but that was Elliot Parrish. Christ, oh that, yeah, that was years after as well. That was like yeah, that was um, Malcolm McKay era, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think Bonus point. Well, who did he join on a free transfer at the end of the season? What Irwin Sack? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us a clue as the country? Was it a British club? Yes. I'll go on. Who was that, Ben Price? Sorry. Oldham. Oldham. Ben James. Shrewsbury. It was Wrexham. 
Oh. <laughs> right. Final question. We'll go for Thank this. God. Where, which former city keeper said on several occasions that his intentions are to move into mixed martial arts and cage fighting when his playing career ends? Saying, I've told my agent that one day I'm going to take it up. He laughs at me, but I'm serious. Former Cardiff keeper? Yeah. To, I, I'm just going to tell you my guess. Uh, wait, no. Has Ben Price got one? I think, yeah. Okay, Ben James, go first. Tony Warner. Ben Price. I was thinking Jimmy Council top of the level or was. Stephen Bywater. Oh, of course it is the fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> hang, on, hang on, hang on. What year was this now? What year was the quiz? Oh, God. Have I, have I gone out of the... You've yeah, because he ring, was 2011. He was 2011, oh, yeah. But, Boom. Um, but, sorry. And I don't even think Tony Warner was in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Too many keepers have got confused. We have had a lot of keepers. We have had a lot of keepers. <laughs> we had four that. We had the we had four the 2011 year, didn't we? Keaton, yeah. Brown, Marshall, and Bywater. I said I was concentrated on those years. I didn't say it was confined to those. So. Loads, yeah. yeah, but well, I think. Well, I think uh, I think I got three points there. I got so four. I so then Price takes the win. Four go. one on quizzes now. Right. There is about two minutes left on a Zoom call before we have to upgrade to um, professional. <laughs> so there's enough, enough time just to talk about Blackburn on Tuesday. So, you know, they're missing a few key players. People like Bradley Dack, my favourite footballer in the world, uh, are missing. Um, they lost yesterday to Leeds. Um, you know, I think it's back at the CCS, isn't it, on Tuesday? So yeah. back in home comforts, you know, what, what, let's, let's just do a quick predictions, Tom. What do you see happening Tuesday? Win, draw, who do you see scoring? I, I can see it being a very similar sort of feel to the Charlton game, to be honest. Um, I think it'll be just, I think they'll be quite stubborn. They're in bad form. They've, lo- they've lost three in a row, haven't they, since beating Bristol. Mm-hmm. But I can, I can just see a struggling to break them down early in the game. I, I think it'll be a nil-nil or a one-nil to us, to be honest. All right, and Ben? I'll go 1-0 Joe Rawls. 1-0 Joe Rawls. All right, we've got less than a minute left on the, uh, on the old Zoom course. We'll just leave it there. So, what is it again, boys? Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Nice one, lads. Thank you, Ben. No worries, and we'll talk again soon. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and